Hey y'all, Misguided Fishing Podcast, episode one right here. I guess that's what we're going to call it. Are you okay with that? Drop it right now. Uh, yeah. <laughs> misguided. Um, Dave and I are starting a podcast, and we're going to do a video, we'll do it audio, but what we're going to do every week, we'll give you a little fishing report, what we did the past week or so, and then we're going to have a topic each week. This week, we're going to do part one of what it takes to be a guide in this business. Fishing report, we've been Cobia fishing still and doing some sound fishing. Um, Dave's did a more fishing than I have. I had to go back to work at the firehouse, so I'll let Dave cover the part of the fishing report right now. Yeah, absolutely, man. We've had some pretty good sound fishing. Um, we've had some excellent speckled trout fishing, um, pretty consistent limits on morning, afternoon trips. We've had a lot of really big trout caught, um, kind of some sizes that are pretty unheard of around here. You had one of your biggest trout on your boat ever biggest trout ever had a 29 incher um a couple guys of other guys have had 29s 28s 27s never seen them before i i mean i don't know maybe it's because it didn't get cold last winter i don't know what maybe they grew grew all grew all year yeah. i don't know but happy to have them man it's something i've never seen before yeah so good speckled trout fishing we had you know some puppy drum mixed in we kind of had very few keeper sized drum over the last couple of years, but they seem to make a comeback. We've got a lot of slot sized drum around, so it should make for a, a pretty smooth summer for the inshore guys. Yeah, and we're coming to the tail end probably of the, our cobia fishing, the best of it. Traditionally, in this area, gets going about mid to late May. Got going um, 15th, 16th of May this year, I think, is when it really busted loose. Feel fortunate that we've gotten to. Um, second week of june now on them mm -hmm. but it's probably going to tail off and then we're going to start doing some other stuff uh, chasing other things in the sound or in the ocean mackerels sharks jacks whatever it takes man to make your day yep that's our fishing report and we'll try to do that every week or two whenever how often we post but what we want to do is a topic and like i said this week we're going to talk about what it takes to be a guide there's lots of people that want to get into this business we see lots of people come and go every year in this business mm -hmm. so we talk about it on the phone all the time we decided a couple years ago that maybe we need to do talk about it out in the open it sounds pretty easy and the first part of this the first part of this podcast we're going to talk about the actual certificates and uh, what you have to have to get in this business First and foremost, you have to have your captain's license. And do you remember exactly what that entails? I've had mine a lot longer than you, so I'm, I've forgotten. Well, now they've got sort of a boot camp course. You can do it in about a week. Um, you have a certain amount of hours you have to get um, in a classroom setting, uh, which at the end of the class you have an exam. Uh, I remember that portion of it was relatively easy. And then you file your application to the Coast Guard. You have to have a certain amount of hours logged on a vessel, whether you're running the vessel or a as a mate, as long as you have sea time. Um, at, I, I can't remember the hours. I want to say it's 300 and I think it's 360 days at yeah. sea time. And I, for some reason, 90 have to be in the ocean. 90 within the last year, or I, I can't even remember. It hasn't even been that long ago. I don't have to look it up. It's in a book. <laughs> but anyway, so you get that done, and then you do your physical, your drug test, your uh, your Twit card, which I remember having to go to Norfolk for. Um, background it, check. Background check, drug test. Everything except actually driving a boat. You can get your captain's license without ever touching the helm. <laughs> yeah, Doesn't really make yeah. a whole lot of sense, but that's yeah. the way it is. So that's kind of step one um, in getting in the business. And once you have that, um, you're you kind of on your own a, from there. You don't there. have to have a boat to get in the business. You can run somebody else's boat nowadays. Yeah, That works fine. We've seen, we're seeing that. But um, what we want to get into here is actually how to build the business. Anybody can get in the business, but how do you build the business? You don't stay in the business if you don't build a business. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so we wanted to do sort of a two-part series um, 
this part one, which we're going to go over today, was going to be more of like growing your business, a lot of the marketing aspects of uh, running a charter business and, and, and really kind of just getting your feet off the ground and, and, and building a foundation to run a successful charter fishing business. Yeah, and Dave and I talked about it because juxtaposed, I got in a long time ago and all you had to do was have a website then. And I guess before me, you didn't have to have a website. Now website, I don't even know if it, I don't even know if anybody even looks at my website anymore. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Social media has definitely um, played a pretty big role, I think, in kind of getting your name out there and um, really just staying in front of people constantly. You know, you everybody's got a fishing report on their website, and um, you know, I don't know how much traffic that's going to receive versus just posting on your Facebook and your Instagram pages constantly without giving away exactly your your recipe for drawing business what do you do what what do you what do you do every day or every week to make sure that you're growing man i don't think there's really one thing in particular um that that i get all of my business from i think it's just constantly pushing at all different angles whether you're um, you know, requesting reviews um, so you can be on sites like TripAdvisor and Yelp and things like that and, and keeping your social media pages updated and keeping your website updating and updated and just keeping your whole program fresh to where um, people can see that you're on the water every day, that you're on the fish every day, and, um, you know, you're really just kind of maintaining your whole program and keeping it updated. So if you're fishing... You have to post. Yeah, you, yeah, you do. I mean, and it kind of feeds upon itself. You gotta, if you're catching, you have to put something out there every day, or, or you become irrelevant. Yeah, that's the way I see it. Mm -hmm. um, the problem is when you're not fishing, and you don't have anything to post. Then, then what do you do? That's something I don't know. Maybe we can talk about in the future. But <laughs> you the dig winter, in the, the winter, archives. The winter, <laughs> the winter time, yeah, you go. You start posting stuff from years ago. <laughs> yeah. Best hit. Yeah. Um, uh, we were talking about it the other day. When I first got in, I had a web, got a website, but we did print media. Like mm -hmm. I remember a guy putting the letter A in front of his name just so he could be number one in the phone book when he posted in the yellow page. It's like a charter boat, and that's what he got. So he got the first a charter boat. Yeah, <laughs> that's I mean, awesome. Nobody, I don't even know if print media media is in business anymore, man. It was like four thousand bucks for the summer for an ad and yeah, a sunny day and the visitors guide, and you were hoping to get a hoping to get calls from it. And then you did get calls, but nobody ever booked. All they did man, was ask the prices and they could bring like 20 people on your boat. So it didn't work. It wasn't as effective oh, even no, then. No, you were, you'd be fishing and your phone would be ringing nonstop, yeah. which is a whole nother thing about trying to be a professional in this business, man. You don't look professional if you're on the phone trying to book other trips while you're fishing, while you're charging somebody else money. It's yeah. pet peeve of mine. I prefer that you text me or I'll get back to you later. I mean, you're ultimately going to get to the point where the people are not here. Uh, you, you know, you're not going to be booking trips of people that have, that are here and they're calling you, trying to go out in the next few days. You, you're really hoping to have two, three to four weeks out and that, of yeah, availability. That's a great point, man. That's what we're shooting for. Or that's what you, you should be shooting for if you're in this business mm -hmm. is advanced bookings. Yeah. You don't want to come into that week and go, man, I've only got two trips this week, you know? Do I yeah. need to go do something else? I need to go bang nails? or do Trying something? to fill something in, yeah. yeah it's, it's, it's a tough and it's a steep learning curve or a steep curve to get up to get to that point. But um, hopefully, well, you know, get on it. Start posting. Get, get something to get your name out there. And mm -hmm. I think that's what it really changed in the last... 10 to 15 years is 
how market savvy some guys are about it now, man. Not yeah. even we're not even talking about fishing yet. It's just your just having a strong online presence and a brand, um, you know, that people are going to recognize and they're just going to have a lot of confidence that um, you know you're on the top of your game. I, I think what we what I want to do in this podcast, I want to. I feel like over twenty some years I've accumulated a, a bucket full of stories. Yeah. And I try to illustrate an example through a story, and when I. Back in 09, when YouTube first got going, my wife bought me a video camera. I said, you need to go start videoing your stuff. So I'd video, you know, shoot like three and a half minutes, one shot of a guy fighting a fish. And thought, and people would view it. You know, it'd be awesome. And we were talking about now, you can't go on YouTube if your shit is not top notch. You <laughs> yeah, get like 12 like professional views. <laughs> edit, music, cutting, you know. Yeah, and I was yeah. doing my stuff in the premiere elements, you know, the free yeah, yeah. stuff. And it's just... <laughs> 480 or whatever, 40, yeah, 480 resolution, you know, with really grainy looking. One yeah. guy just standing there and everybody else watching the guy fight the fish and blow up with like 10,000 views or something. And now, but man, nobody was doing that at the time. And, and it's all about just kind of being cutting edge and, and trying to um, just stay ahead of the game. And that's, that's and the marketing. That's aspect. where we are now, man, is that yeah. what, was work, what worked then doesn't work now. Right. And now you got to. You got to constantly be hustling. Yeah, we're not even talking fishing. And even when you're booked, you can't get stuck in a rut and where you feel like you're just your business is going to be automatic. You have to continue to push and try new things, and that's kind of where we're going with this. I mean, I, like I said, I had a buddy who I, I told him about the podcast, and he was like, "Man, don't you guys have enough charters already?" And I'm just thinking, like, you know, you, you really have to continue to yeah, it's like to it's, try. It's new not things. about right now. It's about yeah. building for the future. Right. And keeping it going for the future. So this is kind of get this is kind of getting a little bit ahead of starting a business. This is kind of more maintaining your business and, and keeping a, a a profitable profitable business over time. How about just really getting your feet off the ground? I mean, what do you think is um, really important for someone just getting in the business to really try to to try to grow their business? off the ground well if i was getting in it today for day one i would get on all the socials write out a big bio take pictures from my past you know if i was fishing with whoever just fishing on my own me holding fish whatever it takes mm -hmm. i'd start building a presence yeah you got to build a presence from the get-go mm -hmm. what about just day to day i mean is there is it worth just going out there and doing some scouting and doing some exploring and kind of building some content. Yeah. You got to not only for your own, your own self-worth and for your own experience, you got to go fishing mm -hmm. when you're not fishing, you got to fish every day, but you want other guides to see you fishing. You want people to go, Hey man, I see that guy out here every day. Yeah. yeah. Let's get, you know, I'm booked, but let me give him a trip and see, I'm sure he'll do a good job. He knows what he's doing. Mm -hmm. That is a great way to really start getting some trips early is, just kind of make some friends with some guys that are busy yeah. and, and try to get some overflow business. Yeah, you got you to gotta make friends. Whether you give them a, a, maybe a little kickback referral fee or whatever it is, um, that's a great source of trips. And we're fortunate, and we never forget that how fortunate we are to do this for a living, to actually take people fishing and get paid for it. Mm -hmm. But you, gotta, you can't do it all on your own. you got to make friends. You can't go out there and be petty and talk about talk shit about other guides, man. You yeah. all got to get you got to get along with everybody in your business, whether you like them or not, man. Because if you can get a trip, that feeds on itself. If you get an extra trip and you give it to somebody else, they're gonna pay that favor. Mm -hmm. Two years from now, man, you're on your own. Yeah.
Yeah, and even just just kind of building a network within the fleet and um, sharing information and and really just trying to find your place, you know, kind of in the fleet and 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 be a part of the whole kind of operation as one. You, I think everybody will eventually just you know think of you if they have some overflow yeah. or whatever you know just as as you contribute to the fleet as a whole it kind of comes back to you exactly man so just going back get your license get a presence out there mm-hmm. socially or on the web somehow and go fishing yeah i mean what else what else do you need to do to get from here up to here to be self-sufficient what else does it take well, what's been nothing I can. What's think been of. I the mean, best that's for you? Basically, what, the main points. What thing have you done? You've, you've been at seven years. At what point? And I know there was there had to be something where you went, you did something, something that and, clicked, and, and it clicked. All right, man, this is what I got to stick to. Man, I think one of the po- most important things, and um, it's kind of become more clear every year, is just uh, really focusing on satisfying your customers and their experience levels and their expectations versus trying to um you know impress your fellow captain whether it means catching more fish throwing more fish at the dock um whatever it may be you know it's really just focusing on giving your specific clients um the best time possible that's a great point um we've talked about this we talk we talk almost every day we talk about stuff every day regarding our business um i had a trip the other day man and it was one of those days where the kobe were popping mm-hmm. and i had three guys and that wasn't their thing and it was freaking killing me inside man i really i mean guys are seeing them you know they're popping up pop, pop, packs of eight ten yeah. fish and i had and they said donnie we, we just want to hold a rod in our hands and cast and I, oh, right God, man. But you got to do it i mean it's not about you got to drop your ego man because you can have an ego go out there and catch a dozen fish. Your guys, your guys don't have a good time. They're not coming back to you, man. They're gonna be with your dock partner next year. Yeah, that's that's basically what it comes down to is is building a repeat repeat clientele and a referral business, and 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 that really becomes your bread and butter in this business, for sure. And it's specific, you know, especially with cobia fishing. I mean, you know, I feel like you've got you can sit there on in your tower and and hook fish all day long and hand them down a rod and um that's great you're gonna have more fish at the dock at the end of the day but if if you can ultimately train your 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 guy to cast and how to present it himself and how to ultimately catch catch, do the whole process on his own you know i think he's gonna enjoy that trip a lot more and i think that's what sets us apart from larger boats who have a mate and they hand off the rod to a client yeah. is we're actually trying to guide people and I'm not, it's not a cliche man we're trying to guide a client to a fish that he couldn't catch on his own yeah yeah well <clears throat> one of my pet peeves in this business is guys talking shit about other guys and i i, <laughs> I mean and that's all the time <laughs> it's all the time but is holding it to ourselves and not putting it out there in front of other people yeah if you get in the business, man, don't do it. It's going to get back to them, and you don't want to do that, man, because there's a lot of guys that have been here a lot longer than you, and you're not going to make it if they stay, if they if they push you down. So mm-hmm. just keep that in mind. Be mindful of what you say. When you have clients on board, be mindful of what you say in front of them. Just points that you might not think about then, but they'll come back and 
It can come back and haunt you. I have a, I have a, a dogma that I live by on my boat. Two things I never talk about. I never talk about religion. And I never talk about politics. Because best case scenario, you can piss off 50% of the people. <laughs> I mean, the best, sure. And I don't know, man. I went through, when we lost the striper fishing in the winter, I lost 40% of my business. And it about fucking sunk me. Yeah, that's and I don't ever brutal. Get there. I don't ever want to get there again where I'm trying to rebuild like that. I guess that's another point um, in just running this business and, and making it a career is it's really hard to do. Um, it's really hard to just just fish and, and, and make a living only off of charter fishing around here because it's a very seasonal um, deal. And a lot of us have kind of picked up off-season businesses. So Oh, yeah, you, got, you, can't, you can't make it. Nobody, it really helps you stay afloat. Nobody, unless you're, unless you're commercial fishing during the winter, you're got and i don't know many guys that are sporties during the summer and commercial guys during the winter anymore yeah i i can't maybe one or two but yeah we all have other hustles during the winter but um we're getting off topic we don't want to get off topic on that right now there's plenty of time to talk about it all right that'll time. be part two yeah um so i just we're going to try to keep this one a lot briefer than we did on our initial practice episode dave and i did the other day we got a little long-winded we want to get you get your certs go ahead and get your license out of the way mm-hmm. go fishing Build your online presence and go fishing. Build some content, and um, and really, man, just you know, I remember when I first started too. I had a lot of a lot of friends that were are bartenders and 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 waiters and waitresses, and and you know, just kind of let them know. You say, hey, I'm charter fishing. You know, if anybody ever asks about it, um, this is what I do. Here's here's my website. Here's my information. You know, send them my way. I'd love to have them. So, um, just being available and just kind of just spreading the word is uh is a really just a great way to get your feet off the ground i mean that gets back to networking yeah i mean you you gotta let people know what you're doing you put you threw your hat in the ring Mm -hmm. and there's there's guides that are better fishermen than me or that used to be better fishermen than me they probably still are better fishermen than me but are out of the business now Mm -hmm. because they failed to see i mean they're great fishermen but as far as marketing in this business they didn't, they didn't stick with it yeah marketing and just being a and just kind of being a social sociable person and and you know you're not going to have excellent fishing every single trip but um you know just kind of just you know having good conversation and just yeah. being sort of an entertainer if you will yeah I mean, uh, goes a long way you can find something in common with everybody yeah plain and simple and mm-hmm. you got to don't get in the business if you can't talk to people right nobody wants to go with somebody that just drives them around and doesn't speak all day yeah and if you're having a tough day you know you just you just try to make the best of it no matter what you can't get grumpy you can't get upset because you know this is this is a trip that they've been looking forward to for months and 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 you know they've they work 51 weeks out of the year and they're on vacation and they just want to have a good time and and you got to always remember that whether you're having a tough day or you know just you know somebody's having better success than you are you have to put all that aside and just kind of uh be as enjoyable to be around as you possibly yeah, can yeah there's gonna be days man where you just you can't catch clapping a whorehouse yeah. Just, <laughs> yeah you gotta but you gotta suck it up man you gotta be personable you can't and you definitely can't take it out on your clients i don't care if they dropped your rod overboard man you just gotta suck it up yeah. Tell them it's happened before it'll happen again don't worry about it oh it's happened a lot <laughs> yeah we'll get into um uh, part two of this series we'll kind of get into the boat um a lot of the gear you know some of the major purchases to expect yeah. some of the expenses um and uh just kind of the the back side oh, of yeah. the business you, you're so organized you got this figured out already man you're better at it. anyway <laughs> yeah, i'm good you good 
Yeah, man. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Um, we are super excited about this. I know you want to say something, but um, man, we're really looking forward to this. We've been talking about this for years. We have a lot of fun stories to share. Um, hopefully some products to go over with you guys that have worked well for us and um, fishing reports and whatever you guys want to hear, man. We're really curious. Yeah, drop us a line, man. We're easy to find. Um, Saltminded.com. What's mine? DOA Charters.com, right? Yeah, DOA This is Donnie Davis. I'm Dave Lusk. Thank you guys so much for tuning in, man. We're really looking forward to this. And uh, drop us a line. Let us know what you guys want to hear about. And um, thank you. <laughs>